What does it mean to be creative? When I choose to be a moderator, it's my goal to make the focus on the celebrity and their relationship to the fans. To think outside the box. He said, well, you can't be all things to all people or something to that effect. You can't appeal to everybody. And I said, why the hell not? We sit down with artists, filmmakers, comedians, and performers of all genres to ask them eight simple questions on what makes them tick. And what can we learn from their quest for creativity? It's time for your Creativity Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Your Creativity Podcast. I hey, where what? were we? When? Well, I mean, welcome back. Like, where the hell were we? Because, like, I really didn't go anywhere. Well, I- I'm since here. our last episode or, or two episodes <laughs> ago when we were back here. I am your imaginary guest Okay, yes, sweet. <laughs> Steve loves messing with my intro. <laughs> See, Dylan has, like, his whole story all lined up. He knows exactly what he's going to say. I just throw him for a loop. He does. And it's actually good for me because it keeps me able to adjust. Were you prepared for meeting someone like me, though? Well, a little bit. We've been we've bit, been, yeah. we've been chatting that's for a right, while, but right. this is our first time meeting in person, so it's. A, a, am I everything you expected? And more. Oh, good, good. We don't we don't even know who you are yet. <laughs> I know who am I? Actually, I just wandered in from the street, and they handed out free bottled water, and I said, "I'm in." <laughs> that's pretty much how we roll. Yeah, pretty much. So. Do you want to do our introduction? Dylan, why don't you tell us before we go, what what have you been up to? Well, um, since we've been here last in the studio, um, there's been the Salt Lake Comedy Festival uh, that was put on with Wise Guys and The Gateway. There's four different locations, over 75 different comics. Uh, Jason Muse came, TJ Miller, Margaret Cho. And it was just it was just incredible. All the comics that came out of town loved it. Brad Williams. Brad Williams. I have to I'm a bit biased, Margaret. She's she's one of my favorites. I'd like to be her best friend. What do you like about her? I like how colorful she is. I love her imitation of her mother. <laughs> um it's so hands on and I like that she's very transparent. She is who she is yeah. and doesn't care. That, that's what I like about her, yeah. too. Definitely. Now, Steve, uh, explain to us who Brad Williams is, because not everybody might know who he is. No. Um, well, just you say that because I'm a little person, and so I should know the little person comedian. Not necessarily. That's just the name that popped out to you. So I thought, <laughs> no, Brad Williams is a little person, um, and actually, he does really good stand up. There we go. That's that's my plug for Brad. And, and he was also in reality TV. He was on the uh, Pit Boss oh, TV show. Oh my gosh, are you serious? But you know, what? I don't think he did too much on that. I actually think he probably just did a little bit. But he yeah, um, had a Showtime um, um, special. Who in fact, he? he's had a couple Showtime special. I, in fact, I don't remember ever seeing him on Pit Boss, but I think he was on there sometimes. But yeah, yeah he wasn't like. He was not like the top tier, you know, people of the shop, but kind of like he would work, be in like some of the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a really funny comedian. He's very talented. 
and he has a podcast with uh, Adam Ray, who's a really good comedian too. Okay, so you did the Comedy Fest. Comedy Fest. And then what? After that, um, I went down to Orem earlier this week, and uh, a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk was doing a, a talk. And I follow stuff online. He's like a business business type guy, but he does speeches everywhere, you know, to hype up businesses and entrepreneurs. Which... Did you pay the dude money? No. Okay, good. I volunteered so I could see him for free in person. <laughs> <laughs> I hustled. <laughs> Usually, if I can't do something for free, I usually don't do it. Welcome to my world. I'm a mooch. <laughs> Definitely. And then after that was Comic Con, where I got my picture with Weird Al, a longtime hero. Secret crush on him. Me too. <laughs> just right. that talent is just awesome. And he grew up in the same town that my dad did. He still has a perm, Dylan. He does. Is it, it a perm? I assume it, it, the hair looked real and it was in full effect. I didn't ask him. There, there wasn't a long conversation there. I would have been. I had seconds to, to interact with him. You're those weird Al locks. I am not sure I would. Really? I, I mean, I don't know where they've been. So, like, I'm just a little afraid of him. <laughs> so, like, I'm not sure that I would want to do that. Chicken wings left from the beat it video. There could be, like, or <laughs> like anything like that. Those Cheetos, there could have been all kinds of shit in there. I don't really know. Or it's secretly ramen noodles. And we... Actually, uh, it, it could be it ramen, like noodles. ramen noodles. <laughs> <laughs> and he just dies of black. Exactly. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Just add a little paint. No one ever knows. No one ever knows. <laughs> oh my god Steve what's new with you I, I, I'm drinking my yeah, drink of I, choice Dr. Pepper I waited until you lifted the bottle to ask you the question you know nothing I, I'm still doing the chocolate shop gig um, we're planning outdoor movies so this summer we'll have outdoor movies um, probably just check Hatch Family Chocolates Facebook page to see when they are but we'll do five and um, that's about it I know Batman Lego is one of them which I'm super excited to see again. Sing is one of them. Moana, Finding Dory. Um, can't remember the other one. Yeah. But, yeah, either. they're good. Oh, Trolls. Trolls, which I didn't, haven't seen either. Yeah, I haven't seen so. any of them. But it, it'll be fun. It will. Everybody come out and join us. Block off the road and... I give out hugs. And Steve gives out hugs. So you can get a hug. Well, okay. Speaking of hugs. Yeah. We just met Jerry Cordova outside, both of, both of us for the first That's time. That's me. <laughs> she is a hardest. That's right. What, what does that mean exactly? Well, it's kind of a self-coined term that I came up with because I feel that art is... There are no mistakes in art. And I feel that if you give it your heart, it just happens to be part of the word. So it may sound vain or however, or tacky, cheesy, whatever, but it works for me. And everything I do, I put my heart into it. And a good plan words is a shirt that you have on today about a world without art is just a. Uh. Earth without art is just Yes, uh. and that's correct. <laughs> it really is. So it just fell into place. And now it's what I do for a living. I am a heartist. What, what what does that include? What you know? What kind of work well? Do you I'm use? a multi medium. I do every type of art in 
the world possible. Um, I, I don't do tattoos, though. I'm just not, I don't have an interest in that. I feel I'm leaving that to the pros. But I'm a self-taught, multimedia, ambidextrous um, artist. I quit my job two years ago as an industrial designer and decided to give it a shot full-time. And so far, so good. It's been really amazing. It's been a really rough, crazy journey. But I get to meet people like you, Bobby. Nice. And, and you, it makes it all worth it. And you are always working. Always. I, I wake up, I'm barely out of bed, and you're, you know, you're three hours into a project. <laughs> I, I don't sleep a lot. I work a lot. Here's the thing with it is I have to keep the hustle moving because I am giving to people something that they do not need. I am basically selling your imagination and selling your dreams and making it come to life. And if I don't get to you quickly, it disappears from your head. So I've got to keep art alive. I've got to keep people thinking about me and what I can do. And I'm trying my hardest to keep that little imagination and that little drive. Everyone in this world has a little bit of artist in them. But if I can keep that spark alive, I'm not only inspiring you know, myself as work, but I'm bringing that fire back out in everyone else and getting other artists to pick up their brushes again, getting people to read, getting people to play their guitar, be comedians. It's all an art form, and I think if I'm inspiring, then I'm doing my job. You are. And, Jerry, you said that, okay, you're self-taught. So do you remember, like, have you, you've always loved art. Um, do you remember the time when you were finally like, this is exactly what I want to do? Tell us about that. Well, it all stems back to when I was younger and um, very Catholic um, and went to church with my grandmother who lived across the street. And she worked at the Catholic thrift store. All right. And it. So where, I, where was this? In Midville, Utah. Okay. So I'd go to church with her. Then we'd go to the thrift store. So people would drop things off. And, of course, being with quite a bit of energy I've always had, I would get bored, so she would just let me do whatever I wanted. So it was consistent dress-up. I would find old things and make them new, and it was basically put the kid in the corner with her crayons, and they put me in the dressing room. So from there, I just formed a flare of upcycling and you name it. And I just recently did another podcast, and it clicked in my head. Do you remember the old, around Easter time, they'd have the coloring contests, and you'd get that printout of, like, an Easter bunny or some whatever, and each kid would color it, and they'd hang it in the store, and they'd win a prize. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Or yeah they, dating myself? Some stores still do it. Yes, exactly. It's a little primitive coloring contest, and I used to steal stacks of them and color them all different ways and turn them in under my own name, and I would always win. <laughs> And it was just different techniques, and I just loved it. And I loved everything about dress-up, about mismatched tchotchkes, and fixing things, and the stories that come with things. And it's just, I'm, I'm lucky to have that vision, and, that, and I'm just happy about it. And the day that I decided to up and do it, I just thought, you know, somebody, it was kind of around when Bob Ross passed away, and I thought, someone's got to do this, so why not just do it? 
did. Nice. Not the best decision financially. Either I am eating a feast or it's like trying to eat weird Al Yankovic's um, top ramen noodle hair. (laughs) (laughs) Ramen with green peas are good. Yeah, right, exactly. It it could go a long way. Anything with hot sauce works. (laughs) But it's... it's it's very re- rewarding, and I am I am not a quitter, and I am fighting through it, and I am going to change this world one color at a time, or die trying. There, <laughs> that that is awesome. Yeah. So. So from, how did you get into uh, explain the industrial design part? I'm I'm curious about that. Industrial design is computer graphics. It's basically, um. Like Any engineering? type of building structure, they need something. Um, mostly I did those big message centers. For an example, the Real, big, huge, golden soccer ball. That's one of my designs. Um, I just did a job in Tooele recently, and I drove past um, Sodberg, Sodelberg's grocery store, and I designed everything from the pylon sign to their little pharmacy so it's just a conglomerate of everything from vehicle wraps, you name it. And it's very technical, very at a desk, very to scale, precise. And I started getting ants in my pants. And Yeah, I can't imagine you just no, sitting still right? at a desk. I know, now that you know me, you're like, whoa. Yeah. But not only do I not have any of my work clothes left because I've cut every suit I own and made it into something else. But it just isn't me. I, I have to get dirty. I have to climb ladders. I have to get out there. But I learned so much from that job. Just eyeballing scale on a building to reading people. And in my, it was a really good job for me. And I loved it. And I just needed more. I just felt like there was something in me that I needed to get out there. And the minute I quit my job, it just seemed... Like things have really fallen into place. It's it's pretty cool. It's it's a process, but I do want to break that starving artist stigma. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with that. Are you still starving? It, well, it depends. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes yes, sometimes no. But you know, it's weird. I think I'm like an art junkie because the. Bidding for the job and hearing someone needs something and the, the fight for it and the whole process and then landing it and then seeing their faces at the end, I, I, don't, I don't think that it's about money anymore. It's about the catch and the release and the, and the love and you maintain a relationship with these people because you've crawled inside of their head. And you've become this vision to them that they felt that they couldn't do. And it's different than gallery artists. Like, describe to us. So for people, first off, how can they see your work if they're not familiar with you? Where can they find it? And then explain some of your – when I looked at your stuff, Uh you have all of these amazing murals. And they're just vibrant. They're full of color. Mm -hmm. And it's – I love them. And so, like – Maybe describe, like, how people can find your stuff. And then also talk about, like, what's your favorite? I don't have a favorite. Well, here's the thing. Someone finds me. Mostly it's been kind of word of mouth. 
Well, I was I was blessed enough that right away I got flung into the media. I started getting some attention, and I think maybe it's not just the fact that you can draw. I think it's a little bit of the whole experience. You have to have a little bit of the whole panache, so to speak. So, well, first off, people let me in their houses, and I'm with their kids. Is that good or bad? No, it's good. (laughs) It's good. It's good. But if I was bad, that wouldn't happen, right? So I go in. I see these intimate things about them, and it becomes an experience, and it becomes an amazing experience. So it's mostly word of mouth because you have to have that trust. And through social media, I'm on Facebook. Um, I have the hashtag uh, Jerry Cordova Artist, G-E-R-I-C-O-R-D-O-V-A. That's um, where people get confused. And um, you can see just the plethora of all that it is, from shoes to fashion to upcycling furniture. There aren't any limits. And if I don't know how to do it, I'll figure out how to do it. I don't really have a favorite medium. It's whatever's presented to me, but I do have favorite people that I have painted for. And the stories that come with them are just unbelievable. And they end up, I think I get more out of what I do for a living than what my clients. Do you have a story that you'd want to share with us? Um, Like that was meaningful? Oh, there's so many. I have a restaurant in Park City that every year they've been open. We've added a new mural. I, I, I work with kids. Some I can talk about, some I can't. Um, recently, I have a little girl, Annika, and I've just latched onto her. And she likes Disney villains. She does not like the princesses. <laughs> so, and they don't make um, villain dolls the way she wanted them. So, And she's one of the kids that I met through the foundation that I work for, Children in the Earth. So she's been through a lot, a lot. And when you go visit her in the hospital, it's all about the villains. And she's she's just like me. She can just be a little terror, too, and I love it. So she wanted those little quick Disney dolls into the villains. So Santa Claus, if you're listening, Annika, it was Santa. Um, I melted and remolded them and glued pieces, and I made the um, stepsisters and the uh, wicked stepmother, and I made Maleficent and um, all, I mean, just all of them from Ursula. Ursula's her favorite, Cruella DeVille, and you know, you name it. And I just cut them apart. And the before and after is amazing because you would never believe it. Never. But when she got those, she was just floored because we kept telling her they're not made so those little teeny (laughs) things that come true for little kids are just amazing and i love also seeing you've got me on something now is when partners hire me to do art for their other partner for example whether it be a nude painting or i remember my wife told me she loved this certain thing back in 1985 and I painted a purse for a man that was the old Carol Burnett. You remember when she had the, she did the Nora Desmond, and I found this outfit just, you know, <laughs> hanging on, hanging around. Yeah. Do you remember that? Vaguely, so I yeah. did that on a purse, and he gave that to his wife for Valentine's Day. 
And that was everything to her because you can't get the things. They're one of a kind. Right. And it's 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 the relationships that I see that are connected again and the fact that the husband or wife remembered. And then those items eventually become heirlooms. And it's it's honorable to me to know that in 200 years from now, I might be on Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> right so that's one of the the cool things about it it's re- it's it's rewarding beyond it is it really is and to hear someone say you know i hadn't picked up my paintbrush for a long time and uh, if you can do it i can do it so it's it's pretty cool yeah it, who are or maybe some of your mentors or the people that when you look at art, who are maybe some people that made you, inspire you? And I I know one, you Bob Ross. I mean, you talked about oh, I you love, love Bob Ross. I want but to ta- be him. Tell me about some of them. Well, um, Frida Kahlo, of course, um, her being uh, a Mexican artist, being a woman. Um, if and, and I've said this before, if you look back on time, you know, and back past circas, women actually it was kind of a you'll be burned at the stake thing i mean actors were merely actors i you know way back in the day so you really i never really had heard of i mean like beverly doolittle yes there are quite a few the authors of course you know jane austen all the all of that but as far as painters that were rebellious that would wear a man's suit who didn't care what people thought and we're out there shoving her paintings in front of everyone's face. And that eyebrow in front of everyone's face. And, you know, she just did it. And she just had the balls to do it. And I look up to her for that. And her symbolism is just incredible. And I relate to her in a lot of ways. And I think that we all think of really famous artists. And we think of the, you know, the average men that were painters back then. And I think women need to inspire each other and 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 keep that going. And it's just, I don't know, it's amazing. And it's just crazy to me that there aren't that many famous painters that we can really think of, you know, since someone got out there and just screamed and threw it in your face like she did. So, and they say that well-behaved women rarely... Make history. That's right. So I am not well behaved. <laughs> You're going to make history. Yes. And how about I'm making history? <laughs> Herstory. 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 Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Well, okay. And I stalked you a little bit. So oh, I, I love mean, so, um, you. <laughs> I mean, there was a, a video that you have on your Facebook that was one of my many. Yeah. It was one of your many, but. <laughs> but what I'm speaking about, you were apparently on the freeway. Um, <laughs> Do you want to maybe talk about that? Like, what happened? Is it my most recent yes, one? Yes, it is. I well, deep enough. I don't know about this. I mean, <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay, I, I make these series of videos, and I used to call them Warming Up the Truck, and then it the titles were too much for me. So now I just make <laughs> random videos, and it's funny because people worry about me if they don't see one of my videos, and they're just random thoughts of no, whatever's in my head. they should be worried about you after seeing <laughs> this video. Oh, you've got to see the one where I make Starburst teeth <laughs> with leftover Halloween candy. That's worth watching. Um, I was, I get in really deep thought, I get in my head, and I just, 
When I'm in my head, I'm in my head. So it was the other day, and I'm cruising along in my truck, and I'm thinking about things. I was thinking about coming here today. I was thinking about my lists, and I pulled a Cheech and Chong, and not that I was partaking in anything illegal in this state. I was not. I was just in my head, and I was maybe going 35, 40 on the freeway, and I got (laughs) pulled over, and... And I quickly made this video, and I said, hey, if you don't, because people worry about me if they don't see my videos for some reason. It's like my touch with the earth. Keep me in touch. So I said, if you don't hear from me, make sure someone puts some money on my commissary so I could get some pencils or some cup of noodle. And he pulled me over, and he was, Miss Cordova, do you know why I pulled you over? And I said, no. But I said, you know, there's no speed minimum sign. So I'm actually not doing anything wrong. <laughs> so just was like, pay attention, would you? It's just as dangerous. So I drove about 45 on my way home. <laughs> I'm not a very fast driver. You, you knocked it up a bit for yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always tell people I should have procreated because someone has got to drive Miss Daisy. Somebody's got it now that I'm getting older. But, you know, it's – I'm, I'm – I had a good day after that, and I didn't get a ticket. So, so, so it worked out good. Worked out well. <laughs> it worked out well. If you're downtown at night, make sure you turn off your lights. Turn yes. on your lights. because Oh, that was another funny post they did. <laughs> you know over by the Salt Palace? There's like those weird, you know, the green bike trails? There's weird like parking stalls, and it looks like you're in the middle of the road. I left my friend's house, and I pulled right behind this car. And I'm like, I that. you see, I'm like, come on. And in my head, for some reason, I assumed it was a woman. And I'm like, come on, lady. And I sat there for a while. And then this guy walked by and he just kind of pointed at the car. I was sitting behind a parked car waiting for it to move because it was, you know. the. And, I, and so I sat there for a minute. I'm just, when I'm in my head, I'm in my head and. I probably shouldn't be behind the wheel. <laughs> so, yeah, these are true stories. I admit my faults. All the rumors you've heard about me are true. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think they're good stories. Oh, uh, I thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the reason I mentioned the lights is I got pulled over once. I, mm-hmm. I went to a concert at a bar, had a beer at the beginning. So by the time I left and everything, I was all cleared up. But I didn't turn on, turn on my lights. It's downtown. It's pretty bright, you know. Yeah. But they pulled me over just before it started getting dark. And um, they're like, you know, have you been drinking tonight? I'm like, I had, you know, I was honest with them. I had a beer a couple hours ago. But they're like, why weren't your lights on? I'm like, I, I just I just forgot. But they made me walk the line and everything. And oh. it was a long day. I had a long day and I was tired and I have kind of big thighs. So I, it was like the worst walk that they had ever seen. Oh. <laughs> Okay, but, this is radio, but I want to see this walk. I insist. <laughs> the, the walk. Dylan, you should do the walk. You should do the walk. Uh, you should do the walk. <laughs> I'll, I'll show after. I'll even let Well, let actually, you it being radio, we could probably hear the swish of your lovely thighs. We could do it after. We don't need to, <laughs> we don't we need to hear my thighs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to ask you a question. Hey, ask on. Let's talk about. Yeah, what do you the, want to know? Let's talk about the art of being a chocolatier. Wait, I'm the chocolate eat. 
chair. A chocolate that's, e-tier. That's, I'm the chocolate e-tier. chocolate e-tier. <laughs> our, um, my partner and our, our staff are the chocolatiers. I'm the chocolate eater. Well, you know what? You have to eat it. You have to make sure it's amazing. You know, I I think the reason I love your work yes. and the, the reason I love what you do is probably similar to why I love what I do. And I think I love um, making chocolates or working with chocolates because we're providing something that makes people happy. And we're going after something that's, you know, something kind of abstract, putting it together into something presentable that we can give to them. On mine, they just devour our artwork How and then they smile. How do you feel about smile. someone eating your hard work? That's what we make it for. And so, honestly, sometimes it's a pain in the ass to make it. Yeah. it it's hard work. It's monotonous. It's routine. Um, you can seem to just, it can feel like work. But when you see people enjoying it and talking about it, that's what it's all for. Exactly. And so I think it's similar where people are taking your artwork and they're experiencing it and viewing it. And that's what you're giving to them. I think it's a similar feeling. Do you feel that your connection with your clientele is the connection that's needed to consider it as art? Sure. And and I actually think I try not to dictate what is art to them. And so, like, I want them to dictate what is art to them. And so, yeah, like, so for exactly. our chocolates... Um, I don't want to tell them what my favorites are because I'd rather they tell me. And because for each favorite chocolates, there's a story behind it for them. Oh, I so love So there's, there's a memory for a flavor or there's a memory for, I remember the first mint truffle I had. I was with my grandma. Um, my grandma actually made this. I, I, rem- I like the stories and that becomes the art also exactly. is just the experience and their story of it. So that's what we try to We create. are in the same field that's exactly what it is it's the story i really hope that your work isn't an antiques roadshow though but considering (laughs) it being perishable (laughs) this petrified chocolate here was was made and it it was so horrible that nobody wanted it so it sat here for years i think it's incredible because that's exactly kind of the line of where i'm at as well and it's the story it, it really is. When I get furniture from people that they've had forever and they want me to upcycle it and make it new again, it just is palatable to the next generation. And it's, it's, it's all hand in hand. And I've said this many times, and I, I teach, um, I go in as a guest speaker in a lot of classrooms, and I let the kids know that art isn't restricted. It's in everything you do. It's everything we touch has been designed by someone from the texture of your toilet paper right down to your shoes and just the walls we're surrounded in is designed and there are no mistakes or limits in it. And my big saying is if you, if life gives you a blemish, just put a little paint on it and call it a beauty mark. And that is religiously. I live by that. And I like that because I actually think that people try to cover up their blemishes and their blemishes are actually what make them Beautiful. who they are and exactly. they're the, the particulars. Exactly. Um, Agreed. The, now, not to say that I haven't had a big blemish and I have put black on it and called it a beauty mark <laughs> <laughs> that I have done. 
And so, but yes, it is true. Our flaws make us unique. Our flaws make us different. They make us, they give us this personality and just a quirk that is unforgettable. And I think that that makes being unforgettable and how you treat people, I think, is also an amazing gift. And I think that's also an art form. Define your success. What's success to you? Success to me. Are you going to know it when you get there? Or what is success? As far as defining success, I, 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 you know, I don't think I've had that aha moment yet. I feel that I am successful in every realm and aspect of what I do. Um, I'm surrounded by amazing, amazing people in my life. And, um, I just want to give a shout out to a good friend of mine, Rena. She said some very poignant words to me today that kind of brought me back to reality. And I'm you just surround yourself with amazing people that keep giving you gifts of love. And that gift of love makes you a millionaire. And I think, you know, a lot of people think success is, oh, well, she's got the, the lovely car and the blah, 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 blah. But if you think about it, you know, when we're gone, are people saying, oh, she died, but her shoes were so cute? No, they didn't talk about any of that material stuff. They talk about what we left as a legacy in this world and how we've touched other people's lives. And I feel that if I have came into your life, I don't have any kids and I've never been married, but if when that day comes and I am gone, I've left a very solid legacy in this world by leaving art for everyone. Not just the art that I've done, but the art that they've created, that they've dug out of their soul. And if I have any part of that, then that's success. And the Disney villains. And the Disney villains. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And I have my own superhero that I've designed with myself. And she has a giant pencil. And whenever I get into a little bit of trouble, I draw an escape car or whatever to get my way out of every sticky situation. So She's actually been drawing escape cars through this whole interview. Yes. <laughs> That's how trapped she felt. She has a whole fleet of yes. multiple and a tank. And a just tank to, to and a hot air balloon. <laughs> and I've shape-shifted into a gazelle. <laughs> That's our own little secret. So, yeah, I just feel that, you know, that is what success is. I cannot wait to feel what the other type of success feels like. Um, I will never give up until I really feel that I've established a good base for all these kids that I go into their classroom and I brainwash them that they can be artists and I need to make sure that they've got someone to look up to. But I've got plenty of time and I've got plenty of heart to give. So I don't know how to top that. Um. <laughs> All I know is that I am the shittiest artist there is. I and doubt so, that. Like, I think that I could challenge your like. You there know, are your, no mistakes in art. Abilities. My stick figures suck. So you, I mean, I'm just saying it could be horrible. Well, no, no, just don't give up. If I mean, I see beauty in stick figures. 
<laughs> you have not seen my art yet. Well, look at Herring. He did. He made his living off of, you know, basically a body outline. So, if if you research that at all, yeah. right? And there, it just depends on what. See, and the thing with with my work is, you're not going into a gallery and by chance, oh, I love that beautiful painting of that Holstein cow in the field. That's going to look great above my couch. No, it's. I'm art for the people. You tell me what you want, and we do it custom. I paint on your toilets, your shoes, your jackets, your cars, your motorhome, your body, your walls. I literally paint on everything. Wait, Jerry, actually, um, you, some of your murals, I know they're all yeah. around the community. Yeah. Okay, if people want to drive by and see them, can you tell? I don't know if you I want them public, but live. can you tell people like some of the some sure. of the locations to... The, um, there's a really cool one that you just have to walk in the building, and it's on 15th. Oh, you know what? You're cornering me. The address is, you know what? I'll actually leave an, a list of addresses that you can kind of drive by in establishments that you can go in and see my work. Jed's Barbershop is the one. Oh, one. Jed's Barbershop. Yes, yes, yes. And across the street is um, Tinker's Cat Cafe that I'm going to finish this month. And it's a cat cafe. They're big in Europe. It's the first of its kind. And that I'm finishing up this next few weeks. And I've just got work everywhere. But I'll definitely make a list available because some of my work's on Pokemon Go. Is that insane? (laughs) Actually, no, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. People are like, look, I just came to your part. And it's like, oh, no way. It's so cool. It's just all, it's hard to explain. It's. It's in homes. It's in schools. It's just um, everywhere. Bar, yeah, bars, like bar walls. Yeah, yes, bar walls. And if I'm not working on a particular thing, I'm a gnome dumpster diver. I'm digging in your trash, and I'm taking things and making them new again, and then I sell them. So, so you can do yeah. something with all my empty Diet Coke cans? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. If, yes, I could. I could do that. If people want to buy your art, is the Facebook the best place to reach you? I really, um, I don't have think, a lot of things you can actually just physically purchase. But yes, go to Facebook or Instagram. Um, or you can email me and my information's on my Facebook and my Instagram. And just give me an inbox. Say, look, hey, I've got this idea I've been sitting on for a while. And let me come in and let's brainstorm and let's get you a piece of work. Original, one of the kind. And let's get everyone's wheels turning. I love that. I'm blessed at what I do. You are, yeah. Yeah. I, I can see the passion in your eyes. And eye. I'm a happy person. You talked with me about something that you wanted to do someday. And you talked about um, Bob Ross. And you actually yes. made a statement that there isn't any more Bob Rosses currently. No. And now what was significant about him to you for children? Or for people? Well, in general, he was a legend. Everyone remembers him. And the reason they remember him was due to his positivity. He didn't really have a structure plan, which none of us do in life. He just went in there and went for it. He took his mind to whatever place he wanted to be at. If he wanted to be on a sunny day, he was there. If he wanted to be on a snowy day, he was there. And he would get himself out of that snowy atmosphere by Drawing his own little cabin and his happy little trees. 
And my ending goal is essentially to be him. No one's replaced him. I couldn't ever replace him. But to be that much of an example for kids calming and watch. Now, my trees would be electric. I'm not very calming. (laughs) But I'd probably be entertaining. But I paint like that. And I would like to take people on those journeys and my little head with them and, you know, produce it again and keep that concept alive because we all grew up with it. And I'd really hate to see that get thrown away. And if we can't have art in schools, we've got to keep it visually in front of us somehow. And, you know, a lot of kids can't go to the paint bar night or whatever it is. So we've (laughs) got to keep it alive and I will do whatever I can. But I will get a perm, and I will have that Bob Ross afro if that's what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> I am willing to do this. It's my goal. You're sacrificing that's yourself. That's right. <laughs> and you could totally do it because cameras are, like, very cheap. Yeah. You just and need a room. and I've had a lot of people talk it. to me about reality show, which you're familiar with, and I... Just, I, I just, I want that public television and I want to, I want, I want kids to grow up with heart. So, yeah. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah. Never give up. <laughs> no, I, Steve hates talking about the TV show, but he was talking earlier about, you know, the, the you know, the story behind, you know. Each each kind of build and everything, and that's what that's why I was drawn to the show. So I, I just wanted to, to Bob that. Ross. Yeah, uh, no, to the little chocolatier. Oh yeah, well you are just you are hilarious. I mean, in itself, you're just a little fire. I just eat chocolate. That's the best <laughs> part. <laughs> no, I I actually liked what you said about um, people, and I think that we all have our little niches. And it's just a matter of like finding what your niche is yeah. and finding what your role is. Um, I I suck at making the chocolates. I'm horrible, but I have a lot of good ideas, and I I think that all of those ideas complement each other. And you have different people that provide different roles and different mm-hmm. things. I actually think art is really important in the community because it actually gives us color. It gives us vibrancy. It gives us like passion it brings all of these different passion things passion is everything absolutely and if you get a conglomerate of passionate people with the same concept and all of them are passionate you end up with a product or a visual or a flavor that is phenomenal and but i can still picture you like at maybe the second hand stores sitting <gasps> yes. there trying to be busy <laughs> And and just like being passionate about it and not realizing that that contributed to who you are. Oh, I today. walked out of there like a six year old bag lady from that had every piece of zhuzh that people brought in and two different shoes on and fur coats and <laughs> and now you will see me walking the streets looking exactly the same. <laughs> But I think what a tribute also to the people that raised you and your grandma uh-huh. and, and all of them that um, let you do that. 
Oh. That, that didn't sit there and discipline you and tell you to put that, that outfit back. No, or to two put those shoes things must back. match. This, you have to put gorillas with gorillas and giraffes with giraffes. No, that's granimals for anyone who wants to know. <laughs> I never, my, my family was always supportive and they let me be who I am. And, and it's been a great thing because it's become really who I am now. Yeah. And who they let me be has influenced a lot of people. And it's, and it's a good thing. And knowing you, I don't think you would let anybody put those restrictions on you even no even back then no <laughs> no way no way no way uh nope there are no rules <laughs> there's no rules yeah yeah there are no rules in art anything goes that's right anything goes <laughs> let's just do one last thing what yeah. what would be maybe your advice to the kid about that just adding on to no rules what would you tell them i would tell them to don't feel restricted. And I well, I think I think if we lived in a black and white world and you had never seen color before, I think you should pick the colors of your world. So whatever your leaves should be in your head are what color you should pick for them. And whatever color your grass is, it's not always green on the other side. It could be any color you want it to yeah. be. And you just keep your imagination open. And just, and always keep art and everything from when you get dressed, the way you cook, the way everything you do, because there's art in all of it. And if you stay creative, then your life will always be colorful and it'll always be incredible. And you find a connection with people, and it's just a simple thing. And we just have to grasp that. And you, once you have art, you've got passion, and you've got so many gifts that come with it. And it's so simple. And your shirt's right. Without art. Art the, without. The earth would be up. Uh. <laughs> yes. My, my last question is, yes. you know, the no boundaries, no rules. Is there a project out there that you would like to do that you haven't got a chance to do yet? Something. Yes, I want to paint on an airplane. Um, which it's starting to see more and more accessible. The, the inside while it's in flight or the outside? Oh. <laughs> well, it'd be fun while it's flying, but it would probably be a little hard You're to keep onto steady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am open. I mean, I'm open to anything. And honestly, I really, I think I've done most of it, but if you ask me that question again tomorrow, I would probably You'll come have up with six something. new answers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably exactly, and that's the great thing about it is, is that you can just keep going and going and going. And I daily find new things to paint. So, but I do want to paint an airplane, maybe a rocket ship that goes to Mars. There we go. Maybe I want to paint on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've only Elon Musk's number. I'll, I'll um, give it to yay! You. <laughs> I don't really. I'll do trade. <laughs> Take me to Mars. <laughs> so let's go through your, where can people find you? You said Facebook. And yes, you can find me on Facebook. Handles? It's Jerry Cordova 68. And then on Instagram at, at Jerry Cordova. Once again, it's G-E-R-I-C-O-R-D-O-V-A. And you can see a conglomerate of my work at hashtag Jerry Cordova Artist. And any way you want to get a hold of me, let me know and let's 
um, make something in your life a little more colorful. Perfect ending. Actually, that's what I was just going to yeah. add. Thanks for making the <laughs> yeah. world colorful. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. This is this has been great, 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 great. And I got to I got to kind of geek out on you a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I had a little crush on you there. Uh, <laughs> right? Thanks again, you guys. This has been fun. Steve single. <laughs> or am I? Right? That's the mystery. To my knowledge, he's single. That, that's, what, that's what keeps the people wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.